so along with you know the various news that WWE's been a part of in the past you know several days, you know mainly with Vince McMahon returning to the board, along with two people who he elected along with him, and as a result we're placing three independent uh, people on the board, and then as a result two people, one of them that actually led the investigation, or at least uh, made the investigation happen into what's what was going on with Vince. Um, have also resigned. So you have five board members, three that got replaced by Vince and his two new uh, colleagues, and um, all returning colleagues, and two that voluntarily resigned because I guess uh, the Singh guy, the Singh guy, um, didn't like the idea that, hey, this guy that has done all this, you know, a- allegations, these sexual things, is you know, uh, using of money to NDA people to keep hush about it. You know, I don't, obviously he stepped down voluntarily because he didn't want to be part of something that was going to associate with him, you know, with Vince McMahon. But, be that as it may, news also came out that the reason Vince was back, despite how people might truly feel about it, is not only to negotiate media rights deals, because those are coming up within the next year or so, and mainly they start negotiation, they start the negotiating process around the middle to late portion of the year, but also because of the fact that he wants to facilitate a potential sale of the company. And as a result, uh, WWE has brought in JP Morgan to uh, assist with potential buyers. That's right, kind of advise them on who they should potentially sell the company to. Now, one of these groups that came out surprisingly and much to the disgust of a lot of people was the Saudi Arabia group. That's right. The Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, uh, easy for me to say, the uh, Saudi group as they call it, Saudi Arabia group entertainment group, if you will, um, came out basically as potential uh, buyers. And like I said, it really wasn't, um, I guess you could say, accepted as well as anybody else potentially buying the company could be because, yeah, nobody really trusts the Saudi people. And I say that with all due respect. No offense, but nobody really trusts them based on the history, especially, you know, after everything the world has gone through thanks to them, or at least thanks to the leaders. But be that as it may, there are other potential uh, buyers. That's right, there are other potential uh, buyers uh, in the market, believe it or not, to uh, try to get the company. Now you might ask yourself, well, who are those potential buyers? Well, that's what I'm going to look, I'm going to look at right now for you. I'm going to look at right now for you. I think I have it somewhere here. I snapped... I, uh, yeah, here it is. This one, the description page of just Alex's YouTube. It's the description section of his uh, YouTube channel. Well, at least a video he did on this as well. But these are basically the potential buyers that outside of the Saudi group um, is also looking into it. And the Saudi Arabia group is the Saudi Arabia public investment fund group that's looking into it. Again, that's one that nobody really wants. But here are the others that are in 
uh, potential running to get it. We have, of course, the, the company that houses the WWE Network on the Peacock streaming service, Comcast and uh, NBC Universal, Comcast, NBC Universal, Xfinity. We also have Fox as a potential buyer. We have Disney as a potential buyer. You know, we have Warner Brothers Discovery as a potential buyer. Can, now imagine that for a second. Imagine that for a second. Put yourself in Tony Khan's place right now. He's reading this and he sees WBD as a potential buyer for WWE. Do you not think that's going to be a little awkward for him realizing, oh, wait a minute. You own the competition, but yet you're showing us on one of your networks. That would make things really, really interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Netflix has also come out as a potential buyer. Amazon, uh, Endeavor Group Holdings, which is the owners of the UFC, and Liberty Media. I don't know who they own or anything, but those are the potential buyers outside of the Saudi Arabia uh, investment fund group, a public investment fund group. And these are based on what CNBC sees as potential true buyers. And if I'm going to be honest with you, if WWE does potentially sell, not saying it will, these are just people they are considering to probably, you know, sell the company to, um, in the near future, because if a sale does take place, a transaction does take place, it, it has to happen between mid and late portion of this year. If not the latest of mid to early, por mid to 2023 to late 2023, and the latest being mid 2023 to early 2024. That's when a sale would have to happen. And, you know, and this all, this is all also along with the fact that they got to get themselves, you know, a new TV rights deal. And whoever they get to uh, take them on as a potential new owners has to agree to this TV rights deal as well. Like, you know, who would they be okay with? Now, if I'm going to be honest, if they do sell, I think the best people that's going to get them are the people that are housing their... WWE Network right now, and that's and and, I, and that's Comcast. I think Comcast, NBC Universal, Xfinity—they are the top candidate in my opinion. They are, they are the top candidate in my opinion to uh, basically get ownership of WWE. Heck, I just saw an Xfinity car or truck drive by me right now, which is. Kind of strange since Xfinity isn't really um, the primary cable service here in Turlock, so makes me wonder if that's about to change or something. Weird. But yeah, I just saw an Xfinity truck come down this area and park park where it's at right now. So I don't know, maybe, maybe that's an exception with my job. I don't know. But anyway, I do see them as a primary as the primary buyer, in my opinion, because it makes sense, you know, from a strategic standpoint, you know, strategic, strategic standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. You know, they already own the WWE Network, well, house the WWE Network within Peacock, 
they already have basically about five hours worth of WWE programming on the USA Network. They do. And if they ever felt like it, they could potentially get WWE to bring back Saturday night's main event, which was primarily home, homed to, or primarily housed, I should say, at NBC, before it made a brief move over to Fox. But yeah, they could do that too. They could do that too. They can make that happen as well. So NBC, Universal, Comcast, Xfinity, if you will, they hold all the cards in my opinion. They have everything, honestly, you know, you know, right for the taking. They have everything right for the taking, if you will. They have everything right for the taking. Yes, they do. They have everything right for the taking. Again, everything is pretty much in place for them. Everything is pretty much in place for them. You know, they have a streaming service which houses WWE Network, which used to be its own streaming service. It has mainly five hours or so of WWE programming on a weekly basis, three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. Well, not SmackDown, but two hours of NXT. And in addition, if they felt like it, getting if they become the owners, the primary owners, they could buy the media rights to SmackDown and put it on NBC, you know, instead of Fox on Friday nights. They could. They could do that. Or if they want to truly be competitive and show Tony Khan who's boss, they could say, you know what? We're going to do something we haven't done in a while. We're going to do something that drove wrestling fans to wrestling. We're going to put SmackDown on Wednesday nights. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. NBC Universal gets control of WWE. That pretty much seals the deal for them to get SmackDown back over onto their side. And by getting SmackDown over back onto their side... They could either put it on NBC on Wednesday nights or USA Network on Wednesday nights head-to-head -head with AEW. Because you cannot tell me... You cannot tell me... That Tony Khan... Well, not Tony Khan, but you can... Not Tony Khan, but you cannot tell me... That... You know, those people at NBC Universal, they do not, owning the WWE Network, you know, that they do not, you know, that they do not, you know, look at some of that content, do their research, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. These guys used to go head to head with the competition, and fans would have, and fans would be tuning in, the, the viewership numbers would go up. So to me, I think out of all the candidates, out of all the candidates, ladies and gentlemen, NBC Universal Comcast is the primary one that I would look out for. I literally would. And a lot of people agree with it. They are the number one primary, you know, candidate to, to win it, to get that ownership. And knowing how they are and how they like the programming they got right now, I doubt anything would really change. I think part of the deal is that a lot of people have to stay where they are. Like, you know, Triple H remains creative, remains part of creative. 
Stephanie and Nick Khan. Nick Khan actually has ties to NBC, believe it or not. We remain the co-CEOs. I mean, a lot of things I think would remain in place, and those being some of the um, requirements for the sale to happen, you know, to anybody. Mostly, like I said, the one that's looked at as the primary, you know, um, candidate right off the bat, the one that's going to run away with it, that being NBC, you know, I, I think those being the requirements, I think, you know, WWE's going to be fine. Now, of course, there's reports that it could go private again just for the, you know, sale to happen. And, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really, uh, you know, I don't really, you know, blame them for doing that because if you try to make a sale happen and it's a, of a publicly traded company, you know, it's not going to look good because you're going to have everybody, everybody that wants a part of that company, not only bidding for ownership or bidding for a portion of it, but you're going to have a lot of them wondering, okay, um, you know, we, we, we want to know some background information on those we're going to potentially work with. Like, they're going to want to, like, for someone like Stephanie McMahon, it'll be mainly like she's reapplying for work once again. That's what it's going to be like. Like, she's reapplying for work once again. And she has to resubmit a resume. Same with Paul Levesque, Triple H. Same with Nick Khan. So by going private, it makes it easier for the sale to happen. So that way, if anything, they could try to keep things intact as they are. They can't. They keep things intact as they are. And, and listen, I know some people are worried. I know some people are worried that if a sale happens, that the new owners may change things around and it'll be a totally different WWE. And you have a right to worry. But when Dana White sold the UFC to these Endeavor, uh, sold these, uh, sold the UFC to Endeavors, nothing really changed. True, there might have been a few things changed eternally, and you know. View you know internally and externally, there's no doubt. Maybe new divisions were added. We're not really sure. But outside of that, outside of that, nothing really changed. You know, nothing really changed whatsoever. I mean, it's basically the same UFC that you see now. It really is. Now some may disagree with that, but. I look at UFC and I don't see that big of a difference. I don't see that big of a change. You know, I don't. And I think whoever gets, you know, WWE, if they do get sold, that hopefully there won't be that big of a difference either. Like if Endeavors gets it, I think the only thing they might ask of WWE is to be a little bit more legit. You know, a little bit more real, a little bit more stiffer, you know, with the with the matches. In other words, have the men and women, you know, really, um, I guess you could say, you know, tear into each other as much as they can. You know, make it feel more legit as a sport. I think that would be, be the only thing Endeavor would want. 
because they would want something similar to the UFC to kind of be like a an accompanying piece to UFC. I I could probably see that. I could probably see that. I could also I could also, ladies and gentlemen, you know, see NBC, like I said, being the top candidate, and NBC just leaving things as they are, but maybe, maybe suggesting to WWE to remain private. Because since they will own them, WWE will not have to be public anymore because whatever they get from the stocks and the trades will come right through NBC. It'll come right through Comcast. You know, whatever they invest in themselves, whether they want to, will come to them via Comcast. And that's a notification I just got. I do apologize. Will come to them via Comcast. Is what it'll do. You know, that's what will happen. It'll come to them via Comcast. So that might be the best. That might be the best change that happens. That NBC or whoever gets them says, "Hey." Remain private, and you can pretty much do what you want and not have to worry about people getting on you. That's why I think a lot of these things that you know, these companies buy into, like Comcast, NBC Universal, Fox, whatever, you know, this is why you don't see some of these things, you know, as, how do I put it, public anymore. Because they're basically being told by the new owners, let us be the public ones. You just do your job. And that's probably what WWE is going to end up doing. Is they're going to end up being in a position to where they're just going to be told, do your job and you'll be fine. And that's it. That's it. But there are other candidates though. Like I said, Fox is another one. Now, would Fox like to have WWE? Oh, absolutely. You know, they would love to have WWE. They would love to add WWE to its to the library, to the library, the guide, the list, you know, the list of programmings that they could put on the resume, the list of you know conglomerates that they own. They would love that. And you might be saying, well, isn't Fox owned by Disney? Parts of Fox are owned by Disney. 20th Century Studios used to be 20th Century Fox. That's owned by Disney. Simpsons are owned by Disney. Yes, there are things owned by them, but we're talking Fox as in Fox Sports, Fox News. You know, these people that are separate, that were not part of the, the Disney acquisition, would be the ones looking um, at WWE. And that could potentially happen. Netflix, another candidate, could come in. And wouldn't that be great for Netflix? Get WWE programming on their service they used to have some of the documentaries at times wouldn't it be something for them to be able to do that you know in the future have WWE as part of their you know portfolio and maybe work something out to where WWE remains on Netflix well not Netflix but USA and Fox but that 24 hours later you know you get the whole not a condensed but the whole replay episode of Raw and Smackdown and NXT on Netflix the next day you know after this broadcast you know that could work out tremendously then as far as like the pay-per-views go you know that's something too 
that's something too. Netflix could potentially say, look, we're going to drop the whole $9.99 deal for pay-per-views, and you're going to go, you know, for these pre oh, premium live events, as they call it, we're going to drop this whole, oh, you pay $9.99, $6.99 deal for the, you know, for this. No, no, no. You guys are going to go back to traditional pay-per-view, and part of the deal is a month later, it'll show up on Netflix. That could happen. Another candidate's being talked about, Amazon. Amazon's another one that's being talked about. And as John Campia has put it many times, Amazon has the money to buy certain companies 10 times over. And Amazon could be like, hey, we'll take it. And they could do the same thing. Just like, you know, just like I said with Netflix. They could basically say, screw the whole $6.99, $9.99 deal for your uh, events, your premium live events, your pay-per-views. You're going to go back to traditional $49.99 or $59.99 pay-per-views. And part of the deal is you can all, and the part of the deal will be uh, within the span of 24 hours. They'll be showing up on part of, they'll be showing up on Amazon as part of Amazon Prime for Prime members. That could happen. That could potentially happen in the near future. Again, these are just, you know, these are just, you know, a list of the names of potential buyers. You know, and then you got Liberty Media, who I don't know much about. I don't, I don't know if they're part of Liberty Mutual. I don't think they are. But you got Liberty Media. They might be someone that says, hey, you know, screw your, you know, streaming stuff. You made a lot of more. You made a lot more money when you were doing the forty nine ninety nine six nine sixty nine ninety nine pay per views. You're going back to that, and then only a month later will we allow uh, the pay per view events to be put on to the WWE Network if they keep the network on Peacock. And part of the deal is to let that happen. So there's a lot of different scenarios, but right now, the top candidate, in my opinion, is the one that pretty much holds all the cards. And that's Comcast. Like I said, they have the WWE Network, you know, on their service. They have the WWE Network on this, you know, on the Peacock streaming service. You know, they have a history with WWE as far as like Monday Night Raw goes, All American Wrestling goes, Primetime Wrestling. They have a history through the USA Network. And they have a history with having Saturday Night's main event, you know, for a majority of its history from beginning to its return back in the mid-2000s, you know, it has a history of housing that event. Heck, it was the first, it was the first national broadcast, you know, national broadcast uh, network to do tribute to the troops, as far as I know, on a big scale. It was the first one to do that. So to me, so to me, when I look at the, all these potential buyers and all the potential possibilities, you know, I could see Comcast coming out on top here. I can't. Now, Disney, on the other hand, I know you're thinking, well, what about them? Yeah, I'm not saying Disney couldn't do it. I mean, look, Disney owns ESPN. They own Hulu. You know, and by default, they use these sources that they own, these other avenues that they own, to, you know, to basically house programming that wouldn't really fit into the Disney portfolio. Um, but then again, things have changed. I mean, when Bob Chapek was in charge, 
what happened? He decided, okay, we're gonna go mature, we're gonna put some mature content on Disney Plus. Now, has that changed since Barb Iger's return? I don't know. But now you're getting R-rated, MA-rated material on Disney Plus. So, Disney going to WWE, I mean, Disney buying WWE and WWE Network, you know, transitioning from Peacock over to Disney Plus, along with Raw, SmackDown, and all the pay-per-views, that's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. True, would they'd have to tone down things and all that since they'd be owned by Disney? Not really. I mean, just like, I mean, WWE, in a sense, would just be like any other uh, acquisition Disney has made. They'd be treated as their own separate entity. You know, Marvel Studios, treated as its own separate entity. 20th Century Studios, same thing. You know, stuff like that. You know, they'd be treated like their own separate entity. Like, yeah, they're owned by Disney, but then basically still working as if, you know, they are in competition with Disney. And that's it. That's it. So to me, I look at the fact, I look at the fact that, you know, Disney could, you know, surprise everybody by being a potential buyer and owner of the company, you know, because they have a history of just saying, hey, we'll buy you, we'll own you, but we'll let you be yourselves. But I don't know. I mean, Disney's going through a lot right now, eternally, behind the scenes. So, you know, with that going on, so with what they're going through, I should say, that could put them out of the running. But we'll see. The Saudi Arabia group, that's, again, that's one group, that's one, that's one potential buyer nobody wants. And I want you to know CNBC didn't even talk about, didn't even put them in, I guess you would consider their top 10 listing of potential buyers for the company. Because I don't think they trust what the Saudi Arabia uh, Public Investment Fund Group would do. So, yeah, I want you to notice that. I want you to notice that. But to me, like I said, I think the primary winner in all of this is going to be Comcast. Like I said, they hold all the cards. Potentially, they... Let's look at it from like a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! perspective. They hold all the cards... Well, majority of the... They hold four of the five Exodia cards. They hold two of the Egyptian... Two out of the three Egyptian guard cards. That's what they own. They own two of the Blue-Eyes White Dragon. You know... They own, own a majority, you know, card-wise of everything that would make them win a duel or win a, win a card game or whatever. They hold all the aces, as the old saying goes. Almost. Almost all the aces. And to me, that puts them as the front-runner. That puts them as the front-runner to own WWE if WWE potentially gets sold. And I think J.P. Morgan would agree, hey, this company has your network on their streaming service. This company has five, five out of your seven hours on the USA network. They have a history with you. I say go with them. And that's probably what's going to happen. Probably what's going to happen. But what do you guys think? Who do you think will be the potential buyer if it does get sold? You know, that being WWE. Who do you think will be the potential buyer? Who do you think out of that list that I just mentioned? Comcast, Fox, Amazon, Netflix, Disney, Endeavor, Liberty. Who do you think 
Who do you think will want about this discovery? Who do you think will be the potential buyer? Again, if Warner Brothers Discovery swoops in and says, hey, we're going to own you, again, that's going to make it an awkward situation with Tony Khan. Because, again, his shows, Dynamite, Rampage, and on a quarterly basis, Battle of the Belts, is on TBS and TNT. You think he's going to want to have to share airtime back-to-back, you know, with Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown and NXT? Oh, hell no. He might be, he might come out and say, oh, that's going to be great for wrestling. We might get potential crossovers. Bullshit. Bullshit. That guy's going to, that guy in reality is going to be seething. He's going to be seething. I mean, this is a guy that basically took a shot at Vince returning yesterday on Twitter by remarking, oh, everybody's been so nice to me today. I wonder why. Come on. You think he's going to like that idea of Warner Brothers says, Hey, Tony, I want you to meet your new kind of business partner. And in walks Paul Levesque. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it, that, that, would be, that would be chaotic. So I'm not saying they wouldn't do it. That would be a surprise. But I'm definitely going to lean more towards the Comcast side of things, in my opinion. But who do you think will be the potential buyer? Let me know down below in the comments, as well as in the live chat during the premiere, guys. I got to get into work now, and I will talk to y'all later. But yeah, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts, guys. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? And I will talk to y'all later. Like I said, I got to get into work. But yeah, give me your thoughts. Who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think it's going to be? You know, it could be anybody. One could be a very awkward situation. But let me know, and I'll talk to you all later.